poppin', my people? Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host, the Radical Latino. Now, this is my fifth time recording this. I am, I recorded this whole thing like five times, and this is my fifth attempt right now. So let's see how this goes because. It, I was going to bring you guys a different episode. It wasn't going to be all, you know, heavy. I was going to bring it light, but a lot of things have been going on. If you guys haven't looked at my YouTube, go to my YouTube. I've been uploading like crazy up in there. Things that I'm not going to be including in the podcast. So go, you know, go to my YouTube channel and, you know, check it out. But um, a lot of things have been happening and... That's the reason why I had to redo this whole episode like five times because um, I wasn't going to do like a heavy show today. You know what I'm saying? I was going to do something like I was going to put this out before Thanksgiving, but you know, shit happened. But um, something came to light and I decided to re this whole episode and I didn't know how to redo it or whatever the case was but now I figured that out and I hope you guys enjoy it but um you know as all my episodes go I just go to two you know topics and then I go into the main thing but let let's let's go into the first one that I really want to talk about six nine holy shit Takashi 69 or you know Daniel Hernandez you know what I'm saying I made a video on his court case you know when he got arrested and all that other stuff and on was out Thanksgiving some news articles came out saying that he got released but he really didn't get released or whatever the, the case is he didn't get released he just got released from the Brooklyn jail and they moved him to somewhere else to move them to Manhattan or whatever. But that kid has been going, a lot of shit has been going with that kid. First of all, he's been out here trolling his ass off. You know what I'm saying? Talking wild shit to everybody, doing all of this, ah, 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 ooh, 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 and all this other bullshit, right? And now that he's finally arrested, a lot of things are coming to light. A lot of things like the reason why he got arrested was for his own protection because the feds were wiretapping his people saying that they were going to really like, you know, murk him or whatever because they're going to super violate him or whatever because he fired everybody, you know. Then other things are coming out saying that he uh you know he was part of the, like tradeways of organized crime organization all this other shit you know what i'm saying so new things start to come out and today which i'm recording on uh on monday today it came out that 6ix9ine went to court you know, and he, you know, just today's the court date or whatever the case is. And the judge denied bail. The judge denied bail. And also, 
the court date for this whole thing is going to be until next year. September, I think it was the 4th or something like that. Until next year, 2019, September 2019. Yo, 6ix9ine ain't coming out. 6ix9ine is not coming out. There's been, like that, everything's happened, like, that that could, something happened bad, like, something bad happens to you, everything's happened to that kid. You know what I'm saying? He, his album leaked. It got pushed back and then it got leaked. Um, got arrested on a RICO charge. You know what I'm saying? So, now denied bail and all that. And the thing is, I don't think his team, or the people he used to roll with, are doing it any better or any justice. You know why? Because Shoddy, which was, I think, believe his name was Treyway or whatever. Treyway! He said... He was, he was in court today, all right? He was in court today for for these charges, right? He What he did in court, like a dumbass, Shadi said, we don't fold, we don't bend, we don't break, and then yelled out, it's Treyway. Treyway! Like a fucking dumbass. Are you dumb? What in the fuck? Are you serious? You're already, you guys are already facing 25 to life on a RICO charge. Why in the fuck are you gonna make it a lot worse? You know what I mean? Come on. We already saw 6ix9ine trying to dissociate himself from those people. You know what I'm saying? We already saw that. We already saw that um, 6ix9ine is trying to get away from it. Why would you fuck it up? You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Now, my question is, with this whole, you know, case, my question is, do you think Takashi's gonna actually snitch and get a plea deal? That's that's the question. That's the question. Will he actually snitch and will people actually still back him up you know what i'm saying would y'all still buy his music would y'all still bump his shit would y'all still accept him if he does snitch if he does come out here and start snitching and shit would y'all really you know would y'all really care you know what i'm saying that's a real question because hip-hop has changed so much when i was growing up you couldn't have ghost riders you would have got killed now they don't care if you got ghost riders you know what I'm saying? So, a lot has changed. So that's what I want to know. Would y'all really care if he snitched? You know what I'm saying? Would y'all really care? Would it really be a big deal? Would y'all still cop his music or whatever, even though he's out here snitching and shit? But something very interesting came out also. Something very interesting came out also. Apparently... It's a, conf- a confidential informant in 6ix9ine's crew. That's right. There's a confidential informant in 6ix9ine's crew that's been recording. Recording for years on what is going on inside the, that their little clip. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy. I knew it. 
I, I knew it. This can't just not, you know, it just can't happen like this. Something had to happen, but, you know, somebody had to snitch out or whatever the case is. But, yeah, it's a confidential informant. But let me know what you guys think about this. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you guys think about. Would y'all really care if he snitched? Would y'all really care? What happens if he comes out next week? And he's just walking around like everything's all good. We already know what happened. You know what I'm saying? My mom was, my man was telling. You, you feel me? But just let me know what what you guys think. You know what I'm saying? Because this whole six nine thing, that that dude ain't, that dude ain't coming out. You know he got multiple warnings. He got told by multiple people, yo, watch out, watch how you move. Watch out. I don't know if you guys remember, but months ago I made another vid, I made a video six nine when he got kidnapped, and I even said it. Listen, Six, you better watch who you around because you just didn't get kidnapped by some random people. It's the people around you. And guess what? He ended up coming out saying that, hey, listen, I got to watch the people around me. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Let me know what you guys think about this because to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept nobody if they start snitching, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it comes to something that we're all doing, and they ought to know what you're going to start telling, you feel me? So, that that's where I stand, you know what I'm saying? That's where I stand. Yeah, so, now, I want to talk about this uh, American tourist that basically got killed, um, you know, spreading the word of God and you know he's a, a part of a ministry or whatever the case is anyway so there was a American tourist that went to North Central Sentinel Island for those who don't know North Sentinel Island is the only place for what I know in the world that hasn't been colonized the only place in the world where there's jet black people in that island and they do not allow, accept, nor do they like outsiders stepping foot on this island. This island has a very deep history. A lot of people don't know too much about that island, except for the people in there not liking, you know, outsiders coming in. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people don't really know too much about it, you know? But... What they do know is those them people they 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 don't like just outsiders coming in and fucking with their shit. You know, just you know what I'm saying. So this this island has a lot of deep history. Now, I uh, they they started they actually started killing people around after the 1800s. The reason why is because a lot of people. You know, throughout the years, they wanted to like, you know, have some contact with the people there or whatever. And they, uh, you know, they they were like told told that they were aggressive people, and they don't like outsiders or whatever the case is. Um, they even on uh, one time tried to get other tribes from the neighbor neighboring islands to come in and communicate with them because they thought they had the same language, and they had nothing whatsoever their language was totally different they couldn't even communicate you know what i'm saying so this is how excluded these people were from the other parts of the world from the other parts of the island 
they said that these people are the ones from Africa, from East Africa, I believe, um, and they migrated all the way to North Central Ireland. You know what I'm saying? They just stood there for, for years and years and years and years and centuries. So, um, because of that, right, the, I think around, was it around 1800, I believe it was 1800, around 1800, this explorer, explorer, European explorer, Maurice Vidal Portman, there it goes. So this European explorer, right, he went into the island and he was the only one to go into the island, he brought two native people from the neighboring islands that he already conquered. You know what I'm saying? He conquered them and he, you know, went inside there to explore and stuff. And he, what he did find was, you know, pathways and a bunch of houses and shacks and stuff. But he didn't really find the people. You know what I mean? So the deeper he went, the, the more, less he, he he found people there, or whatever the case is. And the only people he encountered were six people. Two elderly people and four children. So what do you think the European mindset, who's a conqueror, would do? What would you think? They said, oh, okay, cool. He'll just record it, put it in the book, and then leave? No. What he ended up doing was kidnapping them. That's what he ended up doing. Because, you know, European colonizers, the first thing you do is when you meet other people, you want to conquer them, right? So, that's, that's their culture. They have no culture. That's their culture. So, he ended up kidnapping them. And he took all six of them, right? Mind you, these are these are, these are elderly and children. You know what I'm saying? These are what, what these white supremacists like to do. They like to attack weak people. They like, uh, like to attack women. They like to attack children, elderly people. You know what I'm saying? So, just, just a, just a, just a hint because I bet you a hundred dollars. If there was a dude in that mix, if there were seven people, best believe, them people would have died. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, kidnap these six people, take them back to the boat. They go all the way to the neighbor island, I think was it Portman something, you know, under his name. And they start to get sick. That's what they started. They started to get sick. So two of the elderly people died. And the other four, you know, they were children, so they started to get sick also. So they couldn't have them around. So what ended up happening was they got them back in the boat, back to uh, North Central Island. And the thing is, he let the children go with gifts. That's what he ended up doing. He started, he, he, he went there and, you know, gave him gifts and he left. After that, after that incident, dumb people said, fuck all of this shit. No one is ever coming to this place and stealing one of our own. No one is coming into this place and harming us. No one is ever coming into this land and try to take something out of it. We will kill before anything like that ever happens. 
And guess what? That's what exactly they started to do. They all they had to do was learn one time. That's all they had to do. They don't got no three strike rule. They don't got no oh let's forgive. And no, they don't got none of that shit. Whoa, hold up, you took one of our own. But wait, hold on. You took six of our own and only four of them came back. Fuck you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's it's over, it's done. You know what I mean? So, after that, anybody who even stand a toe, not even, just gets close to the island, they're getting a spear to the fucking head. They're getting a spear to the head. There was, there was countless and countless and countless accounts. There was a, right after, years, years, years after, a prisoner escaped one of the prisons. He just landed in that island and he and he got a bunch of arrows to his face that's it my man is done a ship got wrecked up in there and guess what they started killing them people you know what i'm saying they don't care they were like listen we'll t- we'll find out shit later we'll find shit out later let's let's handle the shit right now you know what i'm saying let's handle this shit right now you feel me so this is what these people, these people do. They, they, that's it. They only had to learn one time. That's it. That's all they had to do. They had to learn one time. So, what ended up happening was this missionary, right? I get, I already gave you guys a history, you know, a brief history. This missionary, he, um, oh, before I even forget, North Sentinel Island is such a mystery to people, right? The movie King Kong. The island that he's in, Skull Island, is depicted. That's that's what North Central Island is, Skull Island. It's a mysterious island that nobody has ever gone. It, ha- it, it shrouds itself in mystery and stuff. So this is how much this island fucks with, with white supremacists. You know what I'm saying? They have to put a bunch of lore because they don't even know what's in there. You know what I mean? But anyway, now, now back to... So this this missionary, right? He wanted to go in there and convert the people to Christianity. He wanted to convert the people to Christianity. He went there a couple of days. It just wasn't one trip. He went there a couple of days, just out in the coast. That's it. And he wanted to actually step foot in there and convert people to Christianity. That's what he wanted to do. So, he will be writing to his parents. Listen, God is telling me to do this. He's writing in his journals. This is what God wants. God wants me to convert these people and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's what these uh this is what this is what they, you know, this is what he wanted to do. Once he stepped foot on that island. My man got a bunch of arrows to his dome piece. Stupid. My man got arrowed up. The reason why they found out that this dude was not living anymore was the fishermen that he bribed to go there. They dropped them off and they left. They were like, we ain't fucking with these people. The fishermen that he bribed said that they came back the next day and what they found 
was those North Sentinel people bearing something that looked like his clothes that he had on, all the stuff that he brought. They were just throwing that. They would just buried this person with all that, all his shit there. That's what they ended up doing. They buried them. That's what they did. They were like, "All right, boom, get the fuck out of here. That's it. You're dead." Now, they uh, th- and for me, that's that that goes to show. You know, uh, there was nothing godlike about. About that, you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of significant things I like to t- talk about and like to point out. The reason is because he did that before Thanksgiving. Um, I feel that he wanted to be like a Christopher Columbus, like a colonizer. He wanted to actually colonize these people. He actually wanted to um, have these people in a in, in a in a mental state where he he could be the only one that actually did it, you know what I'm saying? Because when how white supremacy works is they colonize us mentally, and then they colonize us physically, you know. But that's what I that's how I saw. So they were like, "Yo, fuck out of here with all that bullshit." They 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 dug a hole through him and all his shit there. And they covered them up, and that's it. So that's what Fisherman saw. And since that day till now, Indian authorities, by, by the way, North Central Island is part of um, the, the Indian government kind of protects it. It's like its own sovereignty. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really go in there. It's against the law. This guy was breaking the law. But anyway, Indian uh, authorities have been trying to even recover the body. And they can't. They can't. They're getting a bunch of spears and arrows and all this other crazy shit thrown at them. So they're they're scared. You know what I'm saying? They're scared. So you know what I'm saying? Hey, they they they're scared. But the this is what I this is what I've um no this is my thing. This is my thing. This is my thing. That. These people have not had outside contact for God knows how, you know, how long. But these are the smartest people around. Why? Because they have never been colonized. And they will kill you on sight, regardless who you are, off of one experience. Now, another thing that I've noticed... A lot of people, especially a lot of white supremacists, they like to say that humanity could have not originated in Africa, humanity could have not started in Africa, and all these cultures and all these other things. Now, if you guys learn history or anything like that, in uh, in Europe there was this thing called the plague or you know the dark ages the reason why it was called the dark ages is because literally everybody in Europe were dying off because of disease because of animals just living right next to them they didn't know how to separate animals in their own little parts so they would live right next to them so it they they were all fucked up they didn't bathe constantly so that's what in Europe 
the Moors came into Europe and introduced them to culture, cleanliness, and all this other stuff. So the Moors, black people, they built up the society of Europe socially. So, mind you, at this time, North Central Island was still North Central Island, right? If the theory of white supremacists like to say that black people did not start nothing, and these people who don't know English, Spanish, Portuguese, whatever, they don't know nothing, they have their own language, but yet they understand the concept of bearing a body. That's something extremely interesting. That's something extremely interesting. Whenever they kill someone, they don't eat them. They're not cannibals. Another thing that white supremacists like to say, they like to say that black people, especially um, primitive and tribal black people, like are cannibals. That's how they depict them in Disney. That's how they depict them in cartoons. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, they, these people. So you mean to tell me, people in Africa who literally have no weather um, conditions that will harm them. They, they they live good. They could literally go outside. They don't even want to hunt. They could go outside, pick a fruit, and they'll be all right. You mean to tell me those people are going to be reduced to eating each other? No. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of recorded proof that there's a bunch. That the cannibalism didn't start in Africa. It started in Europe. All right. It's a bunch of cannibals and all this other stuff that started in Europe. So, look, look at, look at the lies here. These people from North Central Ireland, these are the closest thing from Native Africans from back in the day that we could ever get. These are jet purple black people. These are the closest thing, and they have not eaten anyone. They have not put them in sticks with an apple in their mouth and started roasting them little by little. You know what I'm saying? They haven't done none of that crazy shit. Because all of that crazy shit is not true. They live in an island that is tropical. And they have powerfully cultivated so much of the land. That they could literally just get up, get a berry, get a mango, get whatever. And eat. You know what I'm saying? They ain't just running around here all wild and shit. So... That's those are some of the things that I've noticed, and it goes back to the same thing, where how much of our history is lies, how much of ourselves is told that this is what you people do, this is what you people like to do, this is what you people um, are, and when you actually get encountered with ancient people who have never been colonized, who have never been put in a position where it's never been beaten out of your language and you actually see that none of that stuff is true then you have to start questioning what the fuck is going on you know what I'm saying just let me know what you your, you guys thoughts are about this you know about the North Central Island people you feel me now moving on to our main topic now, well, our main topic is understanding our enemies. That's what our main topic is. Understanding our enemies. Now, um, I want to give a very, very big, special shout out to this Instagram account. 
La Revolución Ciudadana EC. In English, that's the Revolution Citizen EC. That's it's on my Instagram. Um, when this uh, goes live, when this when you guys hear this podcast, go to my Instagram. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tagging I'm gonna be tagging this Instagram account. The reason why I wanna this is the reason why I you know held back on my podcast episode is because I was doing a lot of research. So they posted um they posted a video up of this guy called Norman Spear. And I ended up reaching out and I'm like, hey, what what is this? Can you give me the full link? You know, I ended up finding out what the full link is, and I was blown away. This is a white supremacist, you know, podcast. It's a white supremacist podcast, and they basically talk about, you know, white nationalism, which you guys should know white nationalism means white supremacy. Those are just cold words, you know, and they talk about, you know, uh, survival. And in this podcast, they do everything through code words. They do everything through code words. Some of it that I'm going to show you guys is very blatant. But this is an example of understanding your enemy. Our enemies are going to come to us very nice, very polite, very beautiful, very articulate. And they will tell you exactly what they're gonna do, but they're gonna disguise it in cold words, okay? In cold words. Now, this podcast is called The Roper Report, and the guy speaking is Norman Spear. These are two white supremacists that are, you know, talking, and mind you, if you listen to this podcast, in the beginning, you can find it on YouTube. It's so racist. This podcast is so racist that YouTube has a disclaimer that says this contains sensitive topics. Do you, sh- you sure you want to continue? This shit is so racist. It, it gives you it gives you that before anything else. So they, they know exactly what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, you guys can find it on YouTube. Just time it. Type in Norman Spear. You know what I'm saying? But in this, you know, in this podcast, they even have disclaimers and the. the person part you know the roper report guy he even says that oh this is all hypothetical this is not nothing 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 but i'm gonna jump around like i said i'm gonna jump around and i'm, I'm not gonna take nothing out of context i'm gonna just jump around for you guys so you guys can hear the cold words and first of all the first thing you're gonna hear is called something called the butler plan the butler plan for those who don't know what the butler plan is what the Butler plan consists of is um, the purpose of white homeland consists of the core territories of Idaho, Oregon, Washington, and the western part of Montana, with Interstate 15 being approximately eastern border. So, this the Butler plan is basically making a white supremacist state. That's basically what it is, hands down. That's all it is. Making this a white supremacist state. And this guy, Norman, he is opposed, not opposed, but he is for that. He, he is for that. He's totally fine with that. You know, and he, and he, check this out. 
he explains what what he's for and he gives a little brief um history of the butler plan but that's it you know what i'm saying that's basically it that's what the butler plan is it's making a white supremacist state it's a white homeland you know what i'm saying that's basically what it is it's making a white supremacist state so mind you how he you know talks about the butler plan he doesn't really even go into detail he just basically dances around it check this out Harold Covington was uh, a huge um, inspiration, influence on me, on my thinking, on my revolutionary thinking. And um, the other aspect, which somewhat goes hand in hand, is is I, I think Harold was very uh, misunderstood um, because what he was, um, particularly I'm referring to the Northwest Front um, and and his recent work or, or his, his, his his most recent work uh, you know over the last decade or so with the Northwest Front because uh, the concept in, in many respects is um, it's, it's multifaceted there's multi, multiple phases each phase of the Butler plan which the Northwest Front is is uh, you know based upon um, kind of needs to be understood and um, and synthesize with the rest. And a lot of people don't bother to put in the time to really understand uh, what the details are about or, or think through um, the, the, the plan. And so I think that in, in that sense, it, it, can, it can lend itself to being misinterpreted and, mi and misunderstood. I do consider myself a uh, official Northwest Front uh, supporter and uh, a supporter of a uh, Northwest uh, imperative and, and, and the Butler plan um, in general. Now, you guys heard exactly what the so-called, you know, Butler plan thing is. You know, he just danced around. It. I already told you what it is. You know, he just danced around it. He's a supporter of it. But now look at what the Roper Report guy asked him and listen to what they say. It was like, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You know, just listen to what he says. And his works will be preserved for our people for all time in, a, in celebration and in memory of this awkward period of our people's history that we find ourselves in, you know, when we are awakening, some of us are at least, and we are hopefully moving towards taking control of our destiny once again. Now, you yourself, as you said, you know, have been active in this movement, especially over recent months. And I'd like to have just a few minutes, if you would, you explain to people how you got involved in the cause. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I am uh, I'm a white separatist. Uh, I'm also a national socialist. And uh, I, I would say that um, I mean, I've been actively involved in the movement uh, it's gradually, it kind of was a gradual process, but I would say it began about two or three years ago as far as my actually beginning activism, so, so to speak. Um, and um, part of that, I sort of was um, kind of just on my own, gradually waking up. Uh, and I think the journey is very similar to a lot of what a lot of people take, just uh, reading a lot and uh, making observations of reality, which in my opinion is the best red pill is reality itself. Right. Um, just, yeah, just naturally seeing the deterioration of, of society and, and the attacks upon our people uh, in the media, uh, et cetera, even if people are fortunate enough not to experience it. 
personally, um, it's kind of hard to avoid seeing it if you have any kind of awareness of, of the attitude towards whites in this country, uh, which is pretty clear in the media. Um, but plenty of people are just seeing problems in the country in general. So I, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I was one of those people and, um, you know, went from being a, you know, Republican to, to a libertarian to national socialist, which again is interestingly not a, uh, unusual path. I think for a lot of people, it's sort of a, I think, a almost a natural deprogramming phase in, in a way. Uh, so, um, you know, I, uh, I was, uh, deployed overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan that had a huge influence on, on opening my eyes. And during the, the, that time, I also, you know, was doing a lot of reading, uh, on, on national socialism and, 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 and just history and, and aspects of, uh, political history. So right here, you guys are hearing how he transitioned from being a Republican to a libertarian to a natural national social. Listen, that's all cold word. Remember this one thing I always say, there's no such thing as a Democrat or Republican. There's white supremacist right, white supremacist left. That's all it is. Now, he basically just said in coded language that he started off one way as, you know, in the form of white supremacy and he got more radicalized. That's all he said. He got more radicalized. Then he went to Afghanistan. He got deployed and all that other stuff. And that's when he started to see firsthand how... You know, um, all his, he started reading all this, and that's how when he became more radicalized, when he started seeing firsthand how these people were living, all this other bullshit. Listen, you know who also went overseas and started um, fighting in the military and came back as a terrorist, even with these ideas and ideologies? Timothy McVeigh. For those who don't know, Timothy McVeigh went to war before he blew up the... You know, before he became the Oklahoma bomber, you know, he went to war and he actually, you know, had had these ideologies and he had this book called the Turner Diaries. I, I, hey, it's not a stretch of the imagination to actually think that this guy right here read that thing, you know, read that book. You know what I'm saying? But now listen to what the, listen to what the... Um, Roper guy tells him, you know, he goes on to this. Oh, being racially conscious and all this other stuff. Those are those are cold words. There's no such thing as racially conscious. It's either white supremacy or not. That's it. But listen to what he says. That's a great story. I think, like you said, a very familiar story to a lot of our people. And typically, it goes one of two directions. Those people who are most willing to put boots on the ground. Are, are radicalized or racialized if they're not, you know, born into it or learn it as, as a young person. A lot of people go into the military and, you know, for example, in the South, white kids in the South, you know, have always been used in, as cannon fodder, really, in the sausage grinder of Uncle Sam's, you know, Zionist machine and sent overseas for a few generations. And that's because, I guess, the, the Southern Anglo warrior culture that we still kind of have, which is, uh, you know, Pretty famous, but uh, ultimately, what that creates is 
a racial consciousness because a lot of these white kids have never been around non-whites before until they go into basic. And then suddenly they're thrown in, thrown in with them and they're told that, you know, the only color is green. But the reality is they they actually see black behavior and Hispanic behavior for the first time and they don't necessarily like it. It's- wow. You hear this white supremacist? You, you guys, you guys see black and Hispanic behavior and you guys, you know, and we don't necessarily like it. You hear this fucking guy? You hear him? But this is what their mentality is. I wonder what is black and Hispanic behavior? I want to know. I want to know. Their their idea of white Hispanic behavior is probably us being primitive or something like that. But I want to know. What is white... I mean, what is black and Hispanic behavior? That's something I want to know. Because if you're talking about violence, if you're talking about killing talk about raping and you'd be talking about lying cheating stealing um historically speaking when uh, these people colonized us which is you know everything that they talk say that that's what we're you know having that's what our behavior you know we're just imitating colonization if you're talking about uh, colonization that's what europeans did all the time that's exactly what europeans did all the time so what is black and Hispanic behavior? Europeans lie, cheat, steal, murder, rape all the time. Go throughout history. Happened in Africa. It happened when they brought the slaves into America. It happened in South America. It happened in the Caribbean. So what is black and Hispanic behavior? If you're saying that that's black and Hispanic behavior, violence, raping, cheating, lying, and stealing, all this other stuff, then I think we're just imitating what you taught us. Because let's be honest. Europeans are not the image and the epitome of good behavior. If you really want to go there, European is not the image and the epitome of good behavior. What language am I speaking right now? I'm speaking English. I do not look nothing like Queen Elizabeth. When I speak Espanol, yo puedo decir esto, yo puedo decir lo otro. You know what I'm saying? Does I do not look Spanish whatsoever. So... Or Queen Elizabeth of Spain or something. You know what I'm saying? The reason why we have these languages is because the, our original language has been beaten away from us. So what is black and Hispanic behavior? I really, I really want to know this. I'm extremely fascinated to know this. And I'm going to let you guys hear what his thoughts on the how America is going to go and be part of South America. Just hear this part out. Uh, Norman, when you when you were serving, obviously, you know, as you became more racially conscious, like a lot of people, you had an intimate experience with the power of the federal government and its armed forces, and that put you in a, a unique situation and position to gain a perspective on the strengths and weaknesses of that system. I'd like to hear your vision, Norman Spears' vision of America's likely future. Sure. Yeah. Well. Uh, a lot of people probably aren't gonna aren't gonna like it. Uh, <laughs> as far as <laughs> I, I mean, they're gonna immediately. I'm sure people are gonna accuse me of, of you know, quote unquote blackpilling, etc. Um, so I guess let me just make the distinction up front of, of what I what I think the trage- what I, what I'd like to describe is is the trajectory that I feel we're heading on. Okay. Now that trajectory can be changed, and and that's why. You know we're here and 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 doing what we're doing, trying to get our people on the right trajectory, right? So, 
But if we don't get on the right trajectory, um, where I feel like we're headed uh, right now is that, well, first of all, demographically, and this should be at this point for most people listening, um, rather non-controversial, um, demographically, it's quite quantifiable that whites are going to become a minority in in North America, okay? so specifically in, in the United States. Uh, that is something that is is inevitable at this point, unfortunately. And uh, a lot of people don't uh, get very fixated on the on the immigration issue as far as illegal aliens building the wall. And uh, in some respects, that becomes a knee jerk reaction to the racial problems uh, or the or the or the browning of America that they see around them, where they feel like that is the uh, that is the, that's the solution. But really, it's it's a superficial um, solution at best because there are. 120 plus million non-whites in the United States that are that are legal, and uh, they're 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 out they're outbreeding us, and we are also dying at a faster pace. Uh, so we're between a, a rock and a hard place, and the uh, the the illegal immigration is is sh- sort of just adding uh, you know salt to the wound. It's not in itself um, contributing. That, that that much, relatively speaking. I mean, it's still damaging, of course, especially considering that the mindset of a lot of the people who are coming in over, they're undocumented, who knows what their criminal background is. So the impact of, of the illegals as far as on crime and et cetera uh, can be much greater, let's say, than people who are in the United States legally. But nonetheless, as far as we're concerned, being white nationalists and being white separatists, uh, you know, the issue is the same. I, I don't really make a distinction between the legal and the illegal. Um, and uh, and so that's that. That's the first, I think, point that that people need to to accept is that North America is, uh, you know, our, America is going to become United States is going to become part of Latin America essentially. You know, and, and uh, or, or I like to describe it as sort of a cross between Brazil, a hybrid between Brazil and and South Africa. And I bring up South Africa in that description because that kind of gets to the heart of where I think where, where the traject- current trajectory is, is headed in, in the sense that whites ha- will, I believe, will sort of naturally or organically, so to speak, uh, continue to the white flight process. And so enclaves will sort of organically form in different parts of the country. Boom. There you guys go. You guys heard that whole thing? You guys heard that whole thing? Now I'm going to break this down. Now, his whole thing was whites are going to become a minority. This is what I told you guys from understanding white supremacy. I think it was a part one. That that's the fear of white supremacists. That they are going to become a minority. That's their whole fear. They're going to become a minority. They're going to become a minority. Why? Because genetically, whenever they mate with someone that's non-white, that offspring will come out non-white regardless it doesn't matter if you're hispanic well i say latin it doesn't matter if you're latin that baby's gonna come out non-white doesn't matter if you're black that baby's gonna come out non-white so that's the their whole thing that they are scared that their numbers are gonna go down. That's the reason why they start naming non-white people white people. They become honorary white people. 
that's how Hispanics, especially in the United States, Hispanics become white, classified as white. I'm gonna give you guys a personal story. Back in like years, like years and years from that, um, ago, not from now, but years ago, I was a security guard at this big internet company. When I got hired, right, I had, you know, how you gotta put a lot of paperwork in the way, right? So, this is before I became even like racially conscious. Oh, I'm gonna use their words, racially conscious. This is way before I started to get woke or whatever the case is. So, on the on the thing, it said, you know, ethnicity. They don't have Latin as, um, as race. They have a Latin, a Latin or Hispanic or whatever as ethnicity. So race is a separate thing. So I put, you know, Latino. And I left race alone because I'm not white. And I was thinking, well, I'm not black either. So I'm going to just leave it alone forgetting. What ended up happening was when I gave this paper in to the recruiter or whatever, she was just looking, you know, make sure everything is all good. She was like, oh, you left race alone. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I just left it that, um, the way it is because my mom always told me that we're native. We're either black or we're native. That's all Latinos are. We're either black or native. So I'm like, all right, but I really wasn't thinking about that. So what this recruiter in front of my face goes like, oh, I'll fix that for you. And then checks off white automatically automatically just checks off white boom here you go and i'm like yo what the fuck i'm like i'm not white though so what is she talking about i didn't really say anything so she checks off white and she gives all my all my papers back and told me all right go over there and she'll process you in i'm like all right cool best believe i took that pen i crossed off white and put native i'm like i'm not white so then later on i end up finding out that this is what people were told especially when Latin people are here. They're told, if Latin people leave that box unchecked, just check in white. That's the reason why the numbers of white people are so high. Look at 6ix9ine, look at his arrest record. On the bottom it says race, it says white. He's not Caucasian, he could be white, he could have white skin. That doesn't mean that he's really white because he's not being treated as white. Look, he's in fucking jail now on the Rico chick a charge. You know, so this is what, this is how their numbers go up. This is a game. This is all a game, you know? So obviously white supremacists, they know that their numbers are down. Their numbers are low and that's what they fear. And that's the reason why they get so pissed off when white women are with non-white males. That's the reason why they get so mad because they know genetically they could be annihilated genetically so that's one thing another thing look how he said that America is gonna turn into South America and Africa so that's in other words he's basically saying that it's just gonna it's, it's just gonna turn into us let's go back to the whole genetic thing the genetic survival it's just gonna turn into us it's gonna just turn into into black and Latin people because look at their behavior. Look how they are. Look how they how they act. Look how their country is. But yet, they don't want to say that these countries are decimated because of, you know, white supremacy. They don't want to say that these countries are economically impoverished because of white supremacy. They don't want to say that. What they want to say is, oh, it's just going to get fucked up. Why? Because those people are fucked up. 
which is which is not true that's intellectually dishonest that's being dishonest with the facts that are going on you know what i'm saying if you guys don't believe me there's a book called economic hitman go check that book out it, it's it basically details how western powers and white supremacy goes to these countries and decimate them economically to the point that these countries become the way it is. These countries become, uh, you know, messed up and fucked up just like Africa, just like how South America is. Because if these countries are so messed up and so fucked up, how come white people who live in these countries don't want to leave? You know, you, we, we got to start asking these questions because some of these things don't make sense. But anyway, so that's what that guy is saying. And also... Mind you, if you guys caught that whole build a wall thing, it's it's all a fallacy. Oh yeah, build that wall. That's you know that's an enclave and all this other bullshit. That's all a fallacy. Trump is never gonna build that wall. That wall is not gonna stop anything. That wall is a symbolism of white supremacy. That wall is supposed to say, listen, I have the power to stop you brown motherfuckers from coming in. But yeah, y'all don't mind Asian people. And Europeans from the other side coming in, y'all just care about us. Because let's be let's be 100 clear. Whenever people say immigrant, it's synonymous with Latinos. Let's be 100 clear. Immigrants are synonymous with Latinos. So whenever somebody says immigrant, they automatically think about a Latino. That's all. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But. That, that's very clear. We have to know our enemies. We have to know who these people are. There's a lot of white supremacist Latin people who I've been interacting with on Twitter and Instagram. But, you know what I'm saying? But they don't... They, they this, this is the real white supremacist who will tell you, Hey, listen, you're not accepted. Okay. You could be white like me, but you're from Mexico. You could be white like me, but you're from Honduras. You could be white like me, but you're from Colombia. You could be white um, white like me, but you're from Cuba. Those places are fucked up, but we want a white ethno state. We want the Butler plan. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. So, Latin people, if you are, you know, going into this whole thing blindly, talking about... You're, uh, you know, you're a white supremacist, and you wanna associate yourself with white supremacy. Listen, listen, this is real. They do not accept you because when the shit goes down, they won't be shooting with you. They're gonna be shooting at you. And guess what? We're gonna be on the other side. Like, oh no, you on your own. You chose your side. You know what I'm saying? You chose your side. You feel me? This is what white supremacists think about you. And this is what we have to learn about identifying our enemies. Learning who our enemies are. Just because you're Latin doesn't mean that I'm going to be rocking with you. Just because you're black doesn't mean I'm going to be rocking with you. If you have that coon mentality, if you have that collaborator mentality, if you have negative, negative views of black and Latin people, I'm not going to be rocking with you. I could care less about that. You already chose your side, and that's how we all have to be like. We all have to be like that. We have to learn to identify our enemies. And also with identifying our enemies does not mean that we have to learn, or that means that we have to make them learn that they're being fucked up to us. 
that they're practicing racism towards us, that we're being hurt, that we're being mistreated. They know that they're doing this shit. They're deliberately doing it. They know that they're doing this. We have no, there's no reason. First of all, I am not in the, the, the position or in the mentality to make them um, feel like, okay, you're fucking us up. Or here's the history of this because you're wrong because of this and this. And I need, I don't need to convince no one. I don't need sympathy from no one. I don't need them to understand shit. They know what it is. Our job is to let them know, okay, I see you and that's it. Call their racist, white supremacist ass out and that's it. Just step back. Say, listen, I know you, you know why? Because when you call them out, other people like you will see that and go like, wait a minute. Yeah, he is being a white supremacist. Yeah, he, he is fucked up. Yeah, he is, you know, out here doing this shit. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's actually true. You know what I'm saying? That's what we gotta be like. We gotta call these people out. We gotta learn our enemies and our enemies talking code. And that's how we gotta be. We got we gotta learn how to de- differentiate codes and break that down. You know what I'm saying? We gotta learn how to break these things down because guess what? Nobody's gonna break it down for us. Because if we start thinking like, yeah, white ethno state, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's why, yeah, fuck black people, yeah, fuck Latin people. And you, these brown Mexican um people with a half black mob and all that, and your dad is wild Mexican, and you're talking this white supremacy shit. Best believe when you go into this whole butler plant thing, guess what? You're not gonna be inside. They're gonna be like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hold the door open, Gonzalez. Yeah, 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 you just leave that right. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay, you can leave now. You could no, but I, I, fought, I fought with you guys. No, no, yeah, thank, thank you. You, you can leave, but can, can I go? No, 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 you can't go, come in, no. That's not happening. Sorry, you can't you can't come in. Pero porque? Why? Um, you're not white. Yeah, you're not an Aryan. You're not white. You could call yourself a fucking alien. That doesn't mean shit. You're not white, and your brown ass is gonna be outside looking in, thinking, "Oh, I wanna be with white mommy and white daddy." Alright? We gotta learn who our enemies are. Okay? We gotta learn who our enemies are, people. Alright? That that's that's one thing we gotta do. We can't be sleep. Anyway, I'ma catch you guys later. Glad talking to you guys. If you guys wanna reach out, go and hit me on my Instagram and Twitter at radical underscore Latino underscore. And I'ma catch you guys next week. Peace.